Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Short, Pale, and Handsome Podcast. I'm your boy, Lloyd Lee. Today is Tuesday, October 15th. Happy Tuesday, Columbus Day. Today is the first day of American, Native Americans being Indian. That's the day we celebrate, right? We also celebrate the fact that men don't ask for directions. We're going to tell you where we are even if we're lost. We're going to roll up like Christopher Columbus. Old Chris said, hey, we're going to India. Showed up in America and was like, hey, you guys are now Indians. And they're like, this is not India. He goes, that's fine. But uh, was it 300, 400 years later, we're still calling them Indians. Right? At least out there in Cleveland and here, we're calling them Redskins. So, whatever. Happy Columbus Day. Uh, I am exhausted. I'm in my jam jams right now. I ain't doing shit today because last night, I drove all the way home from Canny Bunk, Maine. I drove all night so I could be home to podcast in the morning. I drove all night. I don't know. Is that even a song? It might be. I want to say it's like Celine Dion or something, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe you could tell me. But I drove all the way home so my wife could be at work tomorrow. We spent the weekend up in uh, New England, and I went to go see my mom. How's your ma? If you were to ask me how's my mom, I'd be like, hey, she's actually pretty good. I just saw her, and uh, she's looking fabulous. We were up there in Maine. Uh, I had a gig up there. You know, this is what I tell comedians, especially like, you know, where we're all kind of trying to figure out how to make money. And then we go bumfuck nowhere, 10 hours away, do a comedy show for 47 shekels, and don't know how that's going to work. But... If you invest in yourself, that is, uh, you know, that is a good way to start. You know, you're going to take losses. You get paid a couple hundred bucks, a hundred bucks. You're, and you get paid like a hundred bucks, right? You're like, hey, I'll do, I'll do a half hour, 45 minutes. And they're like, great. You can't sell tickets. We'll give you a hundred bucks. Or we'll give you a percentage of the door, but you can't sell tickets. So here is uh, here's a solid, clean, new Benjamin you go enjoy that. And if you don't know, to drive from Washington, D.C. to Boston is going to cost you, excuse me, if you're going to drive from uh, D.C. to uh, uh, Maine, it's going to set you back like 60 bucks one way, not including gas. That's just tolls. Like uh, driving through New York. I don't even want to look at it. Don't even want to look at how much I spent in tolls alone this past weekend because we drove up on Friday. After my show, I had a great show. I'm going to get in trouble for the I'm going to get in trouble podcast. I did it by myself. Eddie Lyles had to do like actual real work, apparently. He has a real job. I don't know how I feel about that, but he did it. He wasn't there, so it was me. And then uh, I had a bunch of great comics show up. Uh, Hetty, uh, Sandberg from out here, Thomas Dykes, uh, Quentin, Quentin Hardy showed up. Terrence G before he leaves. So we had a bunch of good comics come through, uh, Mike B and me. And uh, it was funny because it was uh, just people who knew me. I sold 
20-something tickets of just people that I'm intimately uh, uh, connected to. Just friends and their friends showed up, which made me feel good. It felt made me feel like, wow, people really do want to show up and so, show me support. You know, not my dad, but, you know. You know, friends, friends, and they're like, no, seriously, whenever you have a comedy show, please let me know, and I figure since I was running the show, I might as well just invite people, and uh, they showed up, so thank you very much, we appreciate that. It was like one of the first times I've actually done, uh, I'm getting better at it, but it's like uh, one of the first times I've actually done an all-Asian show, uh, I've done a few in my in, in my past, but it was... Uh, it's always kind of nerve-wracking because it's one of those things where it just doesn't happen often, where the whole audience is Asian. Literally, the whole audience was Asian. So, you know, uh, I got to do material that I don't normally get to do. I get to do what we call relatable shit. And it worked. So made me feel good, right? Made me feel like I actually uh, have different sets more jokes than what I normally do on a daily basis. I'm always trying to do new jokes. I'm always trying to do new things. But it actually feels good that you go, oh, I can actually jump into a different vein of jokes and comedy that I don't necessarily get to do on a daily basis because um, maybe I'm just one-dimensional and I, and I, I can't get some of these jokes uh to be funny when I have to explain it, right? Isn't that one of the first things that comedy is like, if you have to explain the joke, it's probably not funny. Yeah, well, there's some things about just being Asian American that non-Asian Americans uh, won't necessarily get out of the bat, you know, out of the gate, and then you have to explain it, and I just haven't been able to make the explanation of these jokes funny. So it was good. I got to be able to talk shit uh, about people, uh, from the Asian perspective, we don't normally get to do that. So, hooray, hooray. So, good show. Uh, friends, close friends showed up. And then I came home. I tried to sleep because I knew I was going to have to drive to to, to Maine uh, that night because I wanted to be there. I wanted to be in Boston in the morning and then go uh, do a couple errands and then and then drive up uh, to go see my mom. Um, every year my mom gets like a little kind of like a little family get-together. I see some aunts, see some uncles. I see my sisters. Uh, I get to see my brother. I get to see, uh, you know, uh, nieces and nephews. Nieces and nephews, people. I get to see them. And it allows me to see, like, growth. It allows me to go, oh, I see. We're going to see this little, little, little baby grow into be, like, a full-size adult. And, uh... It's it's like the wonders of life. It makes me want to have a kid, kind of, sort of, but not really. Uh, most of the kids are pretty well behaved, and I don't know how you get from like having a baby that cries. All you gotta do is feed it and change its diaper to a kid that actually behaves himself. I don't know what that jump is. So, uh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have kids. Like, oh, you'll just figure it out. I don't think that's a really good gamble. I, uh, so I, I came home, I came home like pretty early, like nine thirty, like maybe 10 o'clock, 10, 10 30. And I was like, oh great. I'll probably leave around two. If I leave at 2 AM, we'll get to Boston around nine, nine, 10 AM. And then we'll be in Maine before, uh, before noon. So, uh, try to lay down, try to get some sleep. And normally I can just, as long as you can lay me, uh, horizontal, I will pass the fuck out 
two minutes. And I was like, I got three hours or so. Let me, uh, let me just shut my eyes. Didn't happen. Didn't happen at all. Laid there. Didn't do anything. Just laid there for like two and a half hours. And then got up, woke the wife up, threw everything in the car, drove up. Ten hours. Right up there, no problem. No problem. Just fucking get in the car, drive, right? Uh, got to Boston, and, um, you know, I hadn't slept in a long time, so I hadn't slept since that morning. So I, I drove th- all the way through the night, and um, we got to, like, a rest stop. And I was like, hey, uh, can you drive? I just need, like, 30 minutes. Drive, like, 30 minutes. We're, we're maybe 45 minutes outside the city. And I just need to drive just 30 minutes. She goes, no problem. So I, I crash out. She's driving. I wake up on the dot 30 minutes. And we're driving down the Mass Pike where we're getting like into the city. And then my wife goes, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I've never driven in Boston before. <laughs> I've never driven in Boston before. And I'm kind of like uh, wiping the sleep out of my eye going, oh, I did not plan this out well. Because uh, if you don't know, Boston's a little hectic to drive through. It's not, it's not like... It's not really that fun. Luckily, it was still early on, the, on a Saturday morning, so traffic wasn't too crazy. Uh, but it, it, it gets a little hectic. Like, the roads kind of don't make sense. Uh, fortunately, that Google Maps actually is pretty good when it comes to uh, driving around Boston. It's very difficult using Google Maps driving around in, in here in D.C. because you'll come up to a stop, and there'll be like 17 options for you. And uh, 17 left turn options. You go to the intersection, like, hey, turn leftish, not like left, not like 90 degrees left, not like 45 degrees left, like 120, 117 degrees left. Take a pair, dig, <laughs> take a parallelogram on the left hand side in a quarter mile. So. You know, I, I'm waking up. I was like, oh, I'm so excited. I've never, I've never driven in Boston before. And I'm kind of like, oh, well, <sighs> fucking let go and let God, I guess, right? right. Uh, but she was fine. Uh, we ended up having to uh, go to like a Chinese bakery, pick up some things. And then she's like, is Mike's Pastries open right now? And she said it in a way that like I know that she looked beforehand, before asking, because I feel like she already knew the answer. She's like, um... Is Mike's Pastries open right now? And I was like, and if you don't know, Mike's Pastries is like the go-to touristy spot for like cannolis and all Italian pastries. You go in there and it is a clusterfuck shit show of a smorgasbord of Italian pastries, everything. There's like 37 different flavors of cannoli. There's things that I can't pronounce, cookies, croissants. And uh, just the whole nine. And I was like, yeah, if it's open, uh, do you want to go? Do you want to go if it's open? And she was like, I mean, if it's on the way. And she knows it's on the way. She knows where it is. She's been there. We, we're getting to the point where I know she knows where shit is. Or I know she knows she can look it up and have like a good idea of where shit is on the map. Right? Can we go if it's open? Like, first of all, you know it's open in... in you know it's on the way. So, yes. Yes, that's fine. But it was adorable. She was like a small child. She was like a child that she was afraid, like, for me to say no. So I spent, like, 20 bucks Chinese pastries. It's like two boxes. It's 
expensive than what I used to be used to. You know, you used to be able to get like the egg custards for, I don't know, 50 cents a piece. Now they're like a buck a piece. But my nephew, he loves these egg custards. My mom loves these coconut mochi balls. Uh, I like the deep fried red bean balls. There's a bunch of stuff that you just got to go, well, you know, even though Boston's only like an hour and a half away from where my mom lives, it's like a delicacy to just be able to get some some Chinese pastries and go home. And I feel like a goddamn hero. I feel like I am a, a warrior hunter of a tribe and I came home with uh, with with the meal. I came home with, uh, a, a, I don't know, what the fuck do hunters, with a deer, that's what it is, with a, with a hog. I came home and I was bringing in victory. So we, uh, so that's why I do it. And yeah, sure, it's a little out of the way. I could probably get there faster, but you know, gotta go through the city. Go through the city, see it's still there. Hey, it kind of looks like what I remember, and but it doesn't. It's it's gentrified. It feels safe. So, um, go to Boston. Um, go to Mike's Pastries, and my wife's like, "You want to go in?" I was like, "No, just buy it. Here's like twenty bucks. Just buy whatever you want, and um, you can have whatever you like." <laughs> she comes with a box. Bunch of cannolis. We drive up, and uh, we're hanging out. My my mom gets like you know rents like a house big enough for all of us to stay. It's on the water um, it, out there in uh, Kenny Bunk. So we we're we're hanging out there, and uh, my sister hus my sister's husbands. Wait, that sounds weird. My sisters and their husbands. That's how you say it, Loy. My one sister doesn't have multiple husbands. My sister and their husbands, uh, we just out there drinking. One of my sister's uh, husband is an Irishman, straight from Ireland, and he will drink you under the table twice. I don't know how you can get drunk under the table and then drunk under another table, but he could do it. And uh, I'm, no, I'm no spring chicken. I'm that guy where I just drink in sprints. I train like track and field, and uh, my specialty in track and field of drinking is the 100-meter sprint. Let me just knock it out. Let's get it fast start, quick ending, go home. That's all I do. But, uh, but my, one of my sister's husband, he is a marathon, an ultra marathon. He's running the Moab 5,000. I don't, I don't know how many... Uh, miles the Moab, but it's he's out there and he could drink. He can out drink you in any portion. You could wake up from a blackout. He'll still out drink you starting from that point. Like you could literally reset the clock and he'll still out drink you every single time. And then my other sister's husband, he he lives up there. He lives in Maine. And uh, man, there's something about Maine that I just didn't understand. And maybe it's a new thing. Maybe it's a thing that I just overlooked. I hated my my time there, so I, I just don't um, I overlook a lot of the things. But man, the longer I am away from New England, the more I feel like a tourist there. And the more I feel like a tourist, the more I feel like, hey, I'm looking at a lot of these things for the first time. I'm seeing a lot of the nuances of this place uh, as not a place of trauma. <laughs> not a place of bad history for me, but I'm seeing it as, you know, um, as I would if 
I don't. I, I had just been there for the first time. Maybe it's the comic, the uh, the comedian in me, where I'm like, hey, what's the deal with your town? What's the deal with whatever, whatever's going on in your place? Um, maybe I'm, I'm looking at it more like that. And but I, I'll tell you, people in Maine, they love their craftsmanship. And you say, did you say craftsmanship? No, I said I. They love their craftsmanship. Like uh, their beer, there's a billion breweries out there. Breweries? Breweries. <laughs> there's like, there's hundreds of them. Because I'm talking, uh, and, and, and uh, my sister's husband who lives up there, he, I think he's got like a working relationship with all of them. Because he knows them off the top. I was like, hey, uh, I got to go buy beer. I got to go buy beer for me and Tunon. When we go uh, for our podcast, which probably won't be this week, it'll probably be next week. I'm booked, but I want to buy some New England, uh, some New England brewery breweries uh, beer. I'm out here. I'm out here. Let's let me go visit some. And I was like, which one do you recommend? And then he goes, well, there's this, and then there's that one, and then this one's cool, but this one has a really good. Da, 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 da. Thirty-seven minutes later, I'm like, you named a thousand breweries. Breweries. I was hoping he'd be like, "Yeah, there's a there's a one thing," and he's like, "No, I brought some. I brought some so we could drink it. So we drank a bunch, and then I like as I was leaving for the week, uh, like coming home, I was like, "Hey, uh, you're not gonna finish all this, right? I can have this." He's like, "Yeah, that's that's all you. Go bet. That means I don't have to go to a single goddamn brewery, brewery." Uh, just take what the shit that you bought, and you know he's buying good shit. He loves the craftsmanship. He can he can talk to all of the points of all of the beers and all of the breweries that uh, these beers come from. Like they love that shit. Like they love the craftsman, the detail, the nuance. Listen, I'm not trying to be a sommelier, sommelier, some the guy with the fucking thing at the restaurant that. Suggest wines. I don't want to be that guy for beer, right? But this guy could. This guy could. He could talk to you like, ah, the tones, the tannins, the flavors, the aftertaste. I was like, is it good? Yes? Give it to me. I'll drink it. Tune on. Tune on, my buddy, who we do uh, bros and brews, dudes and brews, something like that. Brews, tunes, and bros. I don't know. But he's he goes yeah there's like these tones and these tones and he's actually got me into drinking IPAs I didn't like IPAs before but he's gotten me uh steadily down the direction of drinking IPAs and I've gained weight since but that is neither here nor there um they just love that shit right they love the craftsmanship they love the the process they got time when you're buried in snow six months out of the year, you got fucking time. You got time to, like, he smoked a po- uh, bunch of pork, right? He smoked uh, a bunch of shit, meat, and a smoker, right? I wish I could explain this shit. Pulled pork. We brought home, like, five pounds of pulled pork. He steamed it 17 hours. And when you got time, when you're covered in snow six months out of the year, you're like, ah, uh, 17 hours is nothing. Fuck it. Let's just throw it in there. Let's let's sauce it up. Let's uh, salt it down. Let's spank it. Let's get it in a thing and put it in the... And we'll just wait. And he's got this timer and it fucking beeps. And he goes in and does something and checks the coal and monitors it. Goes to sleep. Wakes up. Monitors it. Delicious. 
fucking amazing. Like it's worth every minute that he invested in it because I didn't invest a single minute but eating it. But it was amazing. Well, 17 hours, this tastes like way more than 19 hours of work. <laughs> uh, but no, they, they, they like the process. They like to do the thing and make it the best they possibly can. And that is uh, a trait that I don't possess. I kind of want to go with the world being a pass or fail. Did it pass? Did it fail? Good. But they are on some 57 shades of, like, acceptable. 57 shades of mastership. And I applaud that. I just don't have the patience or the time. I'm out here making the best podcast I can for you guys, but I'm not editing it. I'm just out here putting it down on wax. Shout out to people of Maine. Shout out to my shout out to my brothers in laws. Uh, oh, and 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 uh, the my that brother that the brother who can smoke uh, pork and drink beer. This motherfucker can drink beer. Okay, he downed like quantities of beer of high percentage, high alcohol percentage beer, and uh, smiled. I'm out here feeling like a goddamn child. Do you know what it's like to be in fourth place on a three-man race? That's what it felt like. Because even when I woke up the next morning, I feel like I lost more. I feel like I was not even honorably mentioned in this, in this foot race of drinking. And, you know, I'm on vacation. So um, so I got to see some aunts. Got to see, see some uncles. Got to see... Um, Got to see my sisters and my nieces and nephews. And uh, I had a show. I had a show at Empire Comedy Club in Portland. Shout out uh, to everybody there. Great staff. Fun little venue. It seats about 80. Um, We had a packed house. Uh, Unfortunately, fortunately, unfortunately, it was filled with like 90% of the people that I knew intimately. Like I know and have a working relationship with basically the whole crowd. And I've never been in that situation. I've been in situations where people know me. I've been in situations where, like, uh, you know, I'm doing fundraisers, and I, I know the fundraisers. I know, like, the football team, whatever. Uh, but this was, like, uh, my sister came uh, back to the house and was like, hey, can we go to the comedy show tonight? And then my aunt was like, hey, there's a comedy show. What are you talking about? And then my other aunt was like, well, what are you talking about? And then it became this downhill thing where... Um, uh, yeah, I ended up being in a room full of family. Like, I felt like I was performing at a family reunion. You know, and I, see, this is, this is like how broken of a person I am. I wanted to just, I didn't tell anybody because to me, it's just like kind of like work. You know, you just had it. Let, let me just scoot out of the house for a couple hours and I'll come back and it'll be fine. And no one will know the difference, right? To everybody, it was like, oh. Lloyd and his wife, he just kind of, they just kind of ran out. Uh, they came back, okay, you know, leave around 7, be back around 11, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. No one will notice, right? We're all half drunk anyways, half drunk or old, people going to bed, trying to take a nap. And, uh, and then everyone's like, well, why didn't you tell us? Why didn't you tell us there was a comedy show? We'd go, we'll go, we'll go, you wanted us to go? And I like, I don't care. I was like, I'm not like, no, don't go. But I was like, yeah, I mean, I didn't say anything because it's to me, it's just work, right? Just go in there, do the job, come home. 
Um, you know, not all comedies for everybody. That's that's what I've come to the conclusion of. Like everyone knows in my family that that's what I do, and maybe some of them are listening right now. I don't know, but I will say that to me, it's just work. I booked some shows while I was up there so I could get paid. So therefore, I can pay my fucking toll bill, uh, the Easy Pass bill to make this uh, vacation affordable, if you will. So uh, yeah, it was very, very strange uh, to have like my brother, my sister, uh, their husband, their husbands. Right, no, my brother, my sister and her husband, and then my other sister's husband, my aunt. Uh, as well as people I worked with back in the day, people I went to high school with back in the day. And uh, I look out, and the first thing I look out, I see my uncle and my aunt that I hadn't seen in like 30 years. Shit was like, wow, look at you coming out all the way this way. And it was like in Portland, Maine, and they're from like, like, Outside of Portsmouth, New Hampshire. So they drove like an hour and a half. My buddy who uh, who I was the best man at his wedding, he showed up. And so I'm looking on the stage, right? I'm looking on the stage and like the whole front section in front of me, right, is everybody I know. I know every single person in like the floor area. And then the first person I don't know is like in the back. <laughs> it's like in the back row and it's just like... 15 people I don't know that have never heard of me, that don't know me intimately, they are in the back. And I, I, I literally feel like I was talking, I was like, hey, uh, Loy, uh, you're doing comedy, you tell jokes, right? Tell, show your aunts, show your aunts and uncles. Go up there, go do your thing. Go on, <laughs> show them. You want to be funny all the time, go up there, be funny. That's what I felt like at a family reunion, at a family function. Like, I don't... It's a funeral, mom. I don't think this is the appropriate place to tell jokes. Um, but it was it was very interesting, and I um, I had a fun time. You know, I I was contracted to do forty five minutes, not a big deal. Uh, but then when I'm out there, I'm kind of like, oh well. Here's the thing about comedy people: uh, where I am in my comedy career is like I kind of have to lie a little bit, not a little bit. Things happen, right? The things that I talk about happen, but sometimes I slide some of the facts around. You know, you kind of put things uh, just to streamline the joke, right? You can't just go, well, don't, you don't need to add extra people to a story. You just kind of chunk all of the things into as little amount of characters as possible. That's why when you hear a lot of jokes, it's like one person uh, the comedian talking to another person or the comedian talking to two people. When in actuality, it might have been like five people there. And you just kind of chunk all of it and streamline the conversation to one or two people to make the joke work. And uh, I do a, I don't want to say a de- I don't do a decent amount of it, but I do enough of where I have to like think about it. So I'm on stage and I'm like, I'm thinking about, okay, that doesn't work, but, 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 but throw that joke out. Here's this joke. Here's this joke. Okay, let's change up the words. This is a little clunky. That's fine. Because I, I, I don't want someone to be like, I don't want my aunt to be like, nope, that's not how that happened. Nope, that's your other uncle. I was there. I don't know. I, so it, it was fine, but it forced me to do different things. And then on top of that, uh, I do a decent amount of crowd work. I enjoy it. 
I think it's fun. I'm trying to create a new experience for everybody. Uh, and, you know, going out, like, hey, who's married? He's like, oh, it's my uncle. Oh, it's my aunt. Oh, it's my friend. Oh, it's my sister. Oh, fuck. How many people? Okay, who's? Okay, you you don't count. You. And I'm like, um, you know, you've got kids? Great. And I'm looking at it like, did we go to, fuck, we went to high school. You don't count. <laughs> Somebody who doesn't know me, make some noise. <laughs> Somebody who doesn't know me, that didn't, that doesn't know me personally, who's got kids, make some noise. It was just interesting. And it, it's, it's one of those things where I, I feel like uh, as a comedian, you learn skill sets, right? You, your skill set's like a tool. And then you, you, you hone this tool, and then you put it on the wall, and you may never, ever, ever, ever have to use this tool again. You never have to use this skill set again. And I feel like right now, I'm building this wall of different skills, different tips, tricks, parlor tricks. You know, I'm adding these little sleight of hands, and I may never use them, but I know, oh, I've got it. I've done it. It's, it's, it's good. Let me put it on the wall. This is one of those times where I'm like, I don't know whenever I'm going to have a 90% my family gathered together to, to do a comedy show unexpectedly impromptu. So let me just, yeah, there's that. Did that. Put it on the wall. I only assume when I have that many family members gathered in my honor, I'm probably going to be dead. So uh, that skill set. Not necessary. Not necessary at all. Uh, that was a little that was a little morbid. Uh, I do uh, I am talking to the wife about how uh, my last days will be. Uh, this is getting morbid. Uh, anyways, I'll, I'll get to the funny part. <laughs> I told her, I don't care what you do with me, right? Uh, but before you do whatever it is that you can afford or want to do, whatever will make you happy, uh, you know, because at the end of the day, you're the one that will be surviving me. Worst case, best case scenario. Do whatever you want to do. But before you do that, I want to have like a Boston Irish wake. I want, I want you to put me on a pool table and uh, go to an Irish pub, buy out the bar, find a pool table, put me on it, put a drink in my hand, let everybody drink. And I don't know, if you want to do bagpipes, if that's in the budget, bagpipes. Uh, if you want uh, Danny Boy sung, whatever. Whatever makes you happy, that is what's important. I would like that. Um, don't break the budget, but whatever you want to do after that, that, that's fine. That's fine, right? Danny Boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. Um, and then um, what we like to do, what my mom likes to do is there's a fundraiser at Federal Jack's every, uh, every Columbus Day. We've been there two or three times already, and it's like a lobster bake, right? Um, we, we went there, and we brought, uh, we brought a shit ton of lobster. We brought four lobsters home. Shit was dope, bro. Uh, I, forget, I forget how much I enjoy lobster. Now, like, the further I am from living in New England the more I enjoyed lobster. My wife absolutely adores it. So we went out, we went to the grocery store, bought a bunch of lobster, and then we went to this lobster bake, and we bought a bunch of lobster. My mom was like, hey, you like lobster? Here, go buy, 
take 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 a bunch home. So we took like four lobsters home. We ate like six there. Um, and now I'll be able to cook with some lobster. But I drove all night last night to be here with you. I drove all night to get to you. Um. So yeah, that 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 was that was interesting. Uh, I did have a fear that my dad was gonna show up to the show. Uh, not like so much a fear, but it was kind of like, uh, I don't know. I, I got to sit down and think that through. I don't know why I was having like crazy feelings about it, but I was just kind of like, eh, my dad, uh, what, if, what if my dad shows up? Fuck. Like, do I need to talk to him? I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, at, at the end of the show, though, I, I will say that uh, it was great to be able to shake hands and talk to everybody and see everybody, give people hugs, and um, you know, just thank them for coming out. And normally, I do that at any show that I'm in: shake hands, give people high fives. But it actually, like, to see that it actually meant something for a lot of the people to show up and like, oh, they were in town, they went out, got like a babysitter, and then they just, um, they were looking forward to it. So to be able to put on a good show, um, I thought was very important. I, I watched the tapes, it was a little clunky. I, I think like any comic, you should tell, like every comic, hey, record your set, video, audio, all of it, and um, and, and look at it. And I, I looked at it on the way home. When I drove all night, I got to watch it. And I was like, yeah, it's clunky. And now I know, like, uh, uh, where I've got holes in the game, and I know where I need to um, to get better. I think what I'm going to do is, and here's a tip: maybe write all of your bits down, and then like put them in a particular order, and then kind of stick to that order. I've been playing around so much where I kind of don't remember where one joke ends and the other one joke begins, because I I'll st- I play games up there when I'm doing like shorter sets, like 10, 15 minute sets. I just kind of like chop things up, and like, wouldn't it be funny if I just started this joke in the middle? Wouldn't it be funny if I if I told this joke more or less backwards? Um, and that's the games that I've been playing with myself a lot lately. So when I'm actually having to do an actual 45-minute set, um, I start to forget like exactly like how all of uh, how of all of the little things work and like how the joke works and all the bits and parts and pieces. So I think I need to like take a step back and write all the bits down and 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 visually look at it and see if there's like a better way. Uh, I just felt it was a little, just a little on the clunky side. You don't, if you don't do 45 minutes a lot, uh, if you do just do a bunch of 10s and, you know, 5s, 10s, 15s, maybe an occasional 20, 45 is kind of like, oh, there's, there's a different set of pacing. There's a different set of, um, the, you know, order's got to be different. You got to start somewhere and you got to f- finish somewhere and you got to kind of like connect the points. Uh, and I think that that is like one of the biggest things, like as an actual headliner, that uh, I need to improve upon is like um, getting a forty-five minutes to an hour of like an overarching story. Like this is where we start, and there is where we finish, and all of it sort of just makes sense. So that is what I'm working on today, and I got some shows tonight. I got some shows going forward, um, but I appreciate you guys listening. I'm gonna get up out of here. I'm taking up. 
way more than the time than I than I was expecting. But I, I do appreciate you guys. Thank you very much for everybody that came out that that's listening. I appreciate you guys. I do. Um, I'm just sort of broken on the inside, and um, I don't know how to uh, take gratitude. You know, I don't know uh, how to convey it or or how to accept um, any kind of sort of appreciation. So I do apologize. I'm the broken one. Um, I do appreciate it, and I would appreciate it if you like this, if you shared this, and you subscribed, uh, whether you are listening to it on podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Spotify, whatever it is that you're listening, please rate it, like it, share it, subscribe. Um, thank you very much. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Loyally Comedy, across all the boards. I really do appreciate it. I do feel that through this, through you guys, especially after this week, uh, I'm getting better at being a, a human being um, with, uh, you know, the lack. Uh, I'm trying to not suppress all of my uh, human emotions. So uh, for that, I do thank you and I do appreciate you guys. So thank you very, very much. Um, follow me. I said that. Like I said that. Um, oh, yeah, so if you're listening to this on podcast, uh, we do have a video version of this on YouTube, YouTube Loy Lee Comedy. Also, if you are watching this on YouTube, please, uh, if you want to just hear the audio portion, it's exactly the same stuff. I don't add it. I don't, I don't edit it. It's exactly the same. I lack the patience to do that stuff. So uh, if you're like, hey, I like this, but I want to see it, uh, there's a YouTube version of this. You're like, hey, I want to see your pretty fucking face, right? There's a YouTube version of this, youtube.com slash Comedy. But if you're on this and you're like, hey, uh, your face, pretty cool, but uh, I'd rather just hear the shit you have to say. I don't want you looking me dead into my soul uh, via the internet. Um, there, You can find this anywhere podcasts are found. So thank you very much. Feel free to shoot me an email, loyaleecomedy at gmail.com, loyaleecomedy.com. Uh, Lee Comedy across the board. Ah, we'll get to that. Uh, big weekend coming up, and I'll tell you guys all about this next week. And then this week we're not doing a Dudes Brews, Tunes, Bros Brews uh, with Tune On Vu. We're probably going to do it next week. But we got, I got, I brought home like a shit ton of beer. All from like uh, my cousin, <laughs> my, my sister's husband. And then I did go to uh, a Shipyard, Shipyard Brewing. Um, because that's what I enjoy. Um, so we got a bunch of beers. We're going to talk about it. I'm excited. Thank you very much. I love you guys very, very, very mucho. Okay, bye-bye.